David Gravel won again, but I'm not quite ready to call him the championship favorite just yet. Plus an update on Craig Kinzer, another driver flips to Keith Coons, and why are people mad at Port Royal's purse news? Let's go. It's Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. At Volusia last night, David Gravel kept up the pace we've seen from him through these opening weeks in Florida. He started second, grabbed the lead by the backstretch on the first lap, and never looked back all night, leading all 30 laps en route to his third win in five World of Outlaws races so far. If we throw in the two all-star nights from Dirt Car Nationals, Gravel's seven finishes to start the year are third, 10th, first, first, 12th, second, and first. The 10th was a night where they admittedly were trying some stuff uh, earlier in the season, and the 12th was from Sunday when they uh, got into that incident with Carson Macedo and Jacob Allen and had to finish the race with a damaged race car. Gravel even said last night in Victory Lane that the pinched headers on the car Sunday hurt that engine, and they ended up having to swap it out after qualifying last night. That engine must have still been running pretty good, though, because Gravel missed getting quick time by just one thousandth of a second behind Donnie Schatz. He also admitted that spinning the tires in the dash and the start and ultimately uh, starting second to uh, Jacob Allen was probably a good thing because the top was going to be the correct line for the initial start in the feature. Behind the winner, Carson Macedo and pole sitter Jacob Allen rounded out the night's podium. Looking at the Word of Outlaw standings, Gravel is headed to Port Royal this week with a 20-point advantage over Logan Schuhart, with Macedo just another four points back in third. There's no doubt that Gravel's off to a hellacious start here you know, so far, but I'm going to remain skeptical on his championship chances until he's able to really continue this type of pace over a much longer stretch. Guys, I love David Gravel. I, I think he is super talented, but I'm just not sure. I feel like we've seen this from him so many times before. We left Florida and went to California a year ago with everyone talking championship for him, and then it didn't happen. Brad Sweet ended up with his worst average finish of his four championship years, only scored five wins, and still had enough to beat Gravel at season's end. I think he's one of the most talented drivers, like I said, to ever race a sprint car, but he needs to take a step forward in consistency if he's ever really going to contend for an outlaw title. We've talked about this before, but you've got to get that average finish into the fives to really have a chance, and that's basically what we're going to be looking for for Gravel here as the season continues. We know he can win races. We know he can win on the biggest stages. But through the summer into the fall, can he continue to rack up top five and top 10 finishes every single night? That's going to be the difference about whether or not he can win this championship. One other outlaw note from the past two nights of racing was the absence of Craig Kinzer. This basically confirms he won't be around with the series all season, even after signing up back at Volusia to do so. Like we talked about uh, kind of back around that all-star show at East Bay, Craig rolled in there to race. It was clear then that his full-time run with the Outlaws was probably over. You know, if you're going to stick around with the Word of Outlaws all season with that four race and eight race restriction, you probably weren't going to burn some of those races on a Monday and Tuesday night non-points race at East Bay with the All-Stars. I would guess we'll see him go full pick and choose this season with a mixture of events. And I also wouldn't be surprised to see him sign on as an All-Star full-timer to maybe grab some benefits over there and then fill in races in between. Hopefully this will be a chance for him to step back and regroup and get his program in a better place going forward. Over the weekend, during the drivers meeting on Sunday, uh, Port Royal Speedway in Pennsylvania announced they were upping their weekly purses for 2023. Sprint cars are now $5,000 to win, $500 to start, and $200 tow money. That tow money is available for teams that don't make the day's feature. 
And their weekly lay models will also get a bump to 4,000 a win, 400 to start, and that same $200 tow money deal. Sounds like a nice bump from the track. Continues, uh, Borwell continues to make strides and work towards kind of being a premier facility around the country. But the reaction to the news has been an interesting example, I think, of the current state of all of our collective mental spaces. The track announced a purse bump that also won't come with a ticket price bump, but there are somehow still complaints and social media hate anyway? We can't even be happy about good news anymore. And as a side note, I saw a tweet this morning where someone was complaining to Port that this weekend's Outlaw show will uh, cost $30 a ticket for GA, which is $10 higher than their weekly price. But on what planet does a race fan expect a track to be able to offer the same ticket price for the sport's biggest traveling series as they do for a weekly race? That doesn't make any sense. I feel like this is why we can't have nice things. The announcement from Port has also drummed up even more posts from folks unhappy with the situation at various tracks in Ohio. That social media conversation seems to kind of constantly be ebbing and flowing. I will say, though, I think it's important to understand that just because one track has the ability to make a move like this, it doesn't mean all tracks can. It might seem on the surface that this is an apples-to-apples comparison, but it really isn't. In, you know, I am one that's been, you know, critical of tracks in the past plenty on this show, but I also understand that it's an incredibly difficult business and one that often operates on razor thin margins and sometimes no margins at all. But I think it's an interesting example of how good news turns into this growing spider web of anger and complaints over completely unrelated things. Uh, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets opened their 2023 season this weekend indoors at DuCoin, and Keith Coons Motorsports has rounded out their lineup for the event. Taylor Reimer and Mariah Eid are back, as we expected, and joining them is Jade Avedisian. We talked not long ago about Jade flipping from Chad Boat to Keith Coons for 2023. And as, as I understand it, the move for Jade was something that Toyota wanted. We also know that young Gavin Miller is going to tackle a full midget season across the various series for KKM. And yesterday was released that Mitchell Moles will also join the team for the weekend in the Curb Records sponsored 68. Moles ran the full USEC schedule a season ago driving for Chad Boat as well. What did Chad Boat do? Everybody's like bailing off of Chad here. This guy wins races, wins championships, and nobody wants to run for him. I don't know if this is a ride just for this weekend uh, or if we'll see Moles running more often with KKM this season. We know Moles is already set to tackle the full USAC sprint car slate with Ryan Bold Underwood. Along with the Moles announcement, it also looks like KKM has a new chassis as well, what they are calling their Link chassis, L-Y-N-K. Coons had been running his own bullet for many years. We know Spike chassis kind of took over the building of them. And I'm not aware if KKM is actually building these new chassis in-house again or if somebody like Spike is handling the fabrication. Uh, The Extreme Series starts Friday. We'll talk more about it later in the week. Uh, The wet open to the California dirt racing season continues and King Speedway in Hanford has already put the kibosh on their sprint car show for the weekend. Uh, This was King Speedway before, then it was Colorado Speedway. Now it's back to being King Speedway again. If that's confusing, we could just say Hanford. Uh, they were supposed to have 410 sprint cars, 360s, 305s, and IMCA stock cars on Saturday for the Dave Helm Memorial, but they're now looking at future date options to move it. Forecast for later this week in that area shows rain from Thursday through Saturday, so clearly this makes sense. Marysville is planning on running on Saturday still, and they did race this past weekend with Tanner Carrick grabbing the victory there. Looking around at the schedules, Placerville has a test and tune slated for this weekend. Bakersfield is still running. Uh, but Hanford, Tulare, Ocean, Chico, uh, some of those other tracks have races scheduled for the coming week. So hopefully things start to dry out a little bit there in California. Uh, three items on the streaming schedule for today. Devil's Bowl has IMCA racing that will be on Speed Sport. There's also Dirt Vision now and Flow Racing 24-7. 
To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow for more.